welcome to the Family Planning Files, a podcast developed by the National Clinical Training Center for Family Planning. I'm your host, Katherine Atchison. In our podcast today, part of our ongoing series, Coding Within, we'll be discussing billing and coding for hypertension in a family planning visit. Our speaker, Ann Finn, is a healthcare reimbursement consultant a national trainer with many reproductive healthcare organizations and heads her own company, Anfin Consulting, LLC. Welcome back to the podcast, Anne. Hi, Catherine. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. If you are new to our podcast series, welcome. We are excited to have you join us and use our podcast series to learn more about coding. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. We're very excited to be able to offer these focused coding sessions to provide you with some tips and guidance on coding and billing to enable you to get paid appropriately for your services. Today's talk will focus on hypertension in the family planning visit setting and what codes we typically would use to code and bill for this complication. This is such an important topic, and I think the scenarios we're going to review today will be very helpful for our listeners, Anne. I agree, Catherine. When a patient presents for family planning services and has elevated blood pressure or hypertension as a complication, it is important for the clinician to document clinically relevant information and capture the correct codes for each unique patient visit. Often, a slight elevation in blood pressure is not significant, and the provider addresses it as appropriate for the visit, but when elevated blood pressure is more serious or uncontrolled, of course, the patient would be referred to a specialist. Let's take a look at a few common scenarios together. Our first visit is with a patient who returns to the clinic and is found to have elevated blood pressure. The 26-year-old female patient who uses she, her, hers pronouns presents for a well check and would like to start on birth control. When the nurse takes her blood pressure, it is elevated on the first reading. But after sitting quietly, it drops on reevaluation, although it is still slightly above normal limits. She has no history of elevated blood pressure. During the well visit, the clinician documents 10 minutes spent on this issue and providing intervention counseling, including restricting sodium and monitoring blood pressure periodically. Patient centered counseling is also provided on birth control options, and the patient decides to use DMPA or Depo-Provera which is administered during the same visit. She will return to the clinic for a recheck in three months. The clinician also codes and bills for the depot times 150 units, the injection procedure, and pregnancy and other screening tests as indicated. Let's look at what codes are needed for the medical visit portion and elevated blood pressure. Since this was a scheduled well visit, the patient is established with the clinic, meaning she has been seen in the last three years by this practice, and she is 26 years old, the clinician codes CPT 99395 for the Preventive Evaluation and Management or ENM Medical Service. According to CPT guidance, if a new or existing problem is addressed at the same time of a preventive service and is significant enough to require additional work to perform a problem-oriented ENM service, you should bill for both services with a modifier 25 attached to the latter. In this case, the clinician documented 10 minutes spent on the issue and also codes 99212 with modifier 25. If you aren't familiar with billing modifiers, be sure to check out our podcast on modifier usage in this series. Only some reimburse for both services on the same day, but we always recommend coding for all services consistently regardless of the payer and reimbursement rules. 
If the issue does not require significant time or medical decision-making, it can also be included in the preventive visit ENM code or the 99395. Let's look next at what ICD-10 diagnosis codes we would use to support the visit codes. In our scenario, the clinician documents three diagnosis codes. First, we would add Z01.411, encounter for routine GYN exam with abnormal findings to support the preventive well visit. We use the code with abnormal findings versus the Z01.410 GYN exam without abnormal findings since the elevated blood pressure is diagnosed and managed during this visit and considered an abnormal finding. Next, the clinician adds R03.0 elevated blood pressure reading without diagnosis of hypertension. And third, she adds Z30.013 initial prescription of injectable contraceptive for the family planning and the depot start. She also codes for any point of care and lab testing done, such as the Z32.02 for a negative result of the pregnancy test, or Z11.3 for STI screening. Our next visit is with a patient with elevated blood pressure and suspected hypertension. 29-year-old female patient using she, her, hers pronouns returns for a birth control check after presenting on two prior occasions with elevated blood pressure but no hypertension diagnosis. At the current encounter, her blood pressure is again elevated after being measured twice, but she states it is not elevated when she measures it elsewhere. The patient currently smokes about 10 cigarettes a day. The clinician recommends that the patient self-measure and record her blood pressure for a period to assess whether blood pressure management is required. Patient-centered counseling is provided and the patient is given a refill prescription on her combined oral contraceptive pills. The clinician documents total time spent the date of the encounter is 35 minutes for both the elevated blood pressure and family planning. The clinician also codes and bills for the OCP packets dispensed during the visit and pregnancy and other lab screening tests as appropriate. If the clinician documents three plus minutes on smoking cessation counseling, she may also code and bill CPT 99406 for smoking cessation counseling in addition to the medical visit. In this case, the clinician codes a 99214 problem-oriented ENM code based on the 35 minutes of total documented time. She also adds three diagnosis codes for the visit portion, the first being Z30.41, our encounter for surveillance of oral contraceptive pills. The second is R03.0, elevated blood pressure reading without diagnosis of hypertension. And three, F17.210, nicotine-dependence cigarettes. And third, F17.210, nicotine-dependence cigarettes uncomplicated. Be sure to review the family of F17.2 codes for nicotine-dependence as well as a Z72.0 for tobacco use not otherwise specified, as there are a number of codes to pick from. Here's an important coding tip to consider. To record an episode of elevated blood pressure in a patient with no formal diagnosis of hypertension or an isolated incidental finding, report ICD code R03.0, elevated blood pressure reading without diagnosis of hypertension. This code applies to borderline, transient, and white coat hypertension. 
Do not code hypertension without a formal diagnosis. Our third patient returned an ordered blood pressure recheck by a registered nurse. In this case, the RN codes a 99211 ENM code as appropriate with either Z01.30 encounter for examination of blood pressure without abnormal findings if the blood pressure is normal or Z01.31 encounter for examination of blood pressure with abnormal findings if the blood pressure is elevated. This is assuming there are no other clinical services provided on the same day by the mid-level clinician or physician. If there is a separate medical visit with the clinician on the same day, the RN would not separately bill for that 99211. And finally, in our last scenario, a 35-year-old established patient who uses she, her, hers pronouns presents for a GYN well check. During the visit, the clinician diagnoses hypertension and refers her to a specialist for follow-up care. Based on her age, the clinician codes CPT 99395 for the well visit and may also code for a separate problem-focused ENM code with a modifier 25 based on the documentation of medical decision-making or time separate from that well visit, if applicable. The clinician selects ICD codes Z01.411 encounter for routine GYN exam with abnormal findings and I-10 essential primary hypertension. Remember, under ICD-10, there's only one single code for individuals who meet criteria for hypertension and do not have comorbid heart or kidneys. That's an I-10 essential primary hypertension. The concept of controlled and uncontrolled are no longer part of the coding choice. Although good clinical documentation should include the status of the patient and the type of hypertension being treated. Thanks so much, Anne. These scenarios have been really helpful. But are there other common diagnoses codes that providers might use on one of these types yes, of Yes, Catherine, that's a great question. A few common diagnosis codes that may be related to the care and counseling provided in these situations include the E66, families of ICD codes used to describe overweight and obese patients. Remember, to add a secondary code to identify their body mass index, or BMI, if known from the Z68 series of ICD codes to go along with that E66 code. There's also Z86.79, personal history of hypertension, or Z82.49, family history of hypertension. There's also Z71.3, dietary counseling and surveillance that might be used, Z71.82, exercise counseling, Z30.09, that's our general family planning advice code. And for more serious cases, it would typically be referred to a specialist or to the emergency room if needed, I16.0 hypertensive urgency or I16.1 hypertensive crisis. So let's recap. To record an episode of elevated blood pressure in a patient with no formal diagnosis of hypertension or an isolated incidental finding, Report ICD code R03.0, elevated blood pressure reading without diagnosis of hypertension. This code applies to borderline, transient, and white code hypertension. Do not code hypertension without a formal diagnosis. Next, under ICD-10, there is only a single code for individuals who meet criteria for hypertension, who do not have comorbid heart and kidney disease, 
That's the I-10 Essential Primary Hypertension Code that we talked about. The concept of controlled and uncontrolled are no longer part of the coding choice under ICD-10 as it was under ICD-9, although good clinical documentation should include the status of the patient and the type of hypertension being treated. We hope this information has been helpful to you today, and we thank you for listening to our podcast series. Please visit our website for other podcasts related to family planning, coding, and billing. And thank you so much for joining us today, Anne, and for sharing your time and expertise with our listeners. For more content, including previous podcast episodes, search for the Family Planning Files or subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For a transcript of this podcast, visit our website at www.ctcfp.org. While you're there, you can sign up for other events and continuing education opportunities, including our annual conference, as well as our online newsletter, Clinical Connections. You can also follow the National Clinical Training Center for Family Planning on Twitter at NCTCFP, all lowercase, and now on LinkedIn. The National Clinical Training Center for Family Planning is funded by the Office of Population Affairs to provide continuing education, training, and technical assistance to Title X grantees, subrecipients, and service sites. This activity is supported by DHHS Grant Number 1 FPTPA 0060-31-01-00. The contents of this podcast solely represent the views of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official positions of the Department of Health and Human Services, or DHHS, Office of the Assistant Secretary of Health, or OASH, or the Office of Population Affairs, or OPA. No official support or endorsement by DHHS, OASH, and or OPA for opinions or products described in this activity is intended or should be inferred. Theme music written by Dan Jones and performed by Dan Jones and the Squids. Other production support provided by the Collaborative to Advance Health Services at the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Nursing and Health Studies. And finally, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. We hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of the Family Planning Files.